five inches of beauty. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Hammer the Over. Today is Wednesday, December 6th. I am Fred West. With me as always, Tom Milne, Evan Drone. How are we doing? Good. A little fired up right now. Yeah, you're fired up. We want to just keep you rolling. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot to well, cover Well, let's here. go. We'll, we'll channel you and we'll start with... Uh, well, I'm upset about two things. We'll, we'll start with one, which is that it, for those of you in the Minneapolis area, you know winter is here. And uh, it came in a big way on Tuesday with the rain, the uh, the ice, and the snow. And uh, it's it's winter driving time, and it doesn't seem that people have really figured that out yet. I don't get it. It's every year, the first snowfall, it's like people haven't lived there their whole freaking lives. Like, how have you not done this before? Like, I get the, the front-wheel drive old lady, like, okay, I understand. Like, mm-hmm. you're having a tough time. I don't have, you know, but like when I see people relative to my age, like early 30s, 40s, you're in an all-wheel drive car and you're going 50% of the speed limit, like honestly, screw you. Like just don't (laughs) drive. Don't go out. It's fine. Just refuse to be a part of society or take, you know, order order delivery food. Take your time off. You've probably still got like four more days left. Yeah, like just don't go out because you're a detriment to society. Not only are you probably because you're freaking out. You're probably going to blow it and crash. You're ruining my life. <laughs> yeah, if, if someone crashes, they've ruined your life, haven't they? I, uh, <laughs> Not their own. No, yeah. honestly, if they crash, they're off the road. It makes it better. <laughs> yeah, unless they crash in no, the intersection. Sure. They're yeah. in the middle of the freaking road. Yeah, then they're in the middle of the of the intersection, and that's not great. I don't know. The The thing that I'm confused about is, have we not, like, dusted off the old plows and, and salt trucks yet? Where are they? What, yeah, where what is going on here? quite ready. What the, I the Met knew, Council, the Met Council probably downsized the. <laughs> oh, we don't need. It won't snow as much this year. We'll just get less plows. I knew that the 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 driving was going to be bad on Monday night and Tuesday morning on Sunday night. Like my my aunt, I was supposed to go out to Minnetonka area, and she texted me Sunday night and said, "I think driving the weather is going to be bad after work, so we'll keep an eye on that." So if she knew and I knew that the weather was going to be bad over 24 hours before the weather came in, you'd like to think the snowplow people would have been on that as soon, if not earlier, right? Is yeah, that too I much mean, to ask? Right, you get why, you, you know. You think so. <laughs> yeah, and you get, you know, Fred, you're a notch above the rest of us here. You, you saw this coming. A lot of people probably didn't, and that's probably why traffic was so bad. But like you said, the roads were awful. Like, there was, was no terrible. preparation. I get it. I do. Like, I, on Tuesday, I totally understand. Tonight, where there isn't ice... Well, there kind of still is ice. No, there really is. There's on the roads, it's pretty messy. Not on the freeways. On the like the roads, like uh, Excelsior, like that had some loose snow on it. I don't know why it was so bad though. It shouldn't have been as bad as it was. All I know is it took me two hours and fifteen minutes to get five miles on Tuesday morning, and I was even like kind of prepared. Like I got up a little earlier. It was like weather's going to be bad, probably going to be a longer commute. I was thinking maybe 40 minutes. It's usually like a 15, 20-minute type of, type of deal. Mm-mm. No, Fred was at a standstill for a good hour and a half. Yep. It was crazy. I turned yeah. around. I, uh, I I left for work. Um, for those of you who are unaware of my commute, it's very simple. I get on Lindale. I drive straight into the city, and I go to the North Loop. I got on – I actually went over to Lagoon to get on Hennepin because I thought it would be better. Yeah, I was on Lindale. And I, I left my house at 740 – no, sorry. Yeah, 740, 
And I was at 26 by 810, and I turned around and went home and worked from home for the yeah, morning. I was I had that thought, but I can't even work. I don't even have the option to work from home. I went four blocks in 35 minutes. It's a tough one, man. It was it was bad. Yeah, well, well speaking of uh, car issues and driving in the snow. Yeah, you missed um, this time. Things like yeah. this. I took off. Hammer the over. I waved goodbye to you yeah. as, I, as I drove away, and you were going to your car. Yeah. I guess your car must have. Yeah. I, I have a theory on that. But hammer the over. <laughs> you think I popped it? Well, no, I'm not going to say you popped it, but I think you, you very well knew Fred was a man in need of help. But we ended up changing a spare tire last week. Yeah, I popped out after recording, and uh, I drove, Literally tried to drive. out. Yep, tried to drive it out, and uh, nope, I was driving on a rim. And uh, yeah, we had the sparks were flying. We had four, four <laughs> hammer the over, four model, four sale of graduates, four sale of graduates, <laughs> four bunch of monkeys in a ranch. Cu- essentially, a couple of guys that, a couple of CEOs of a Fortune 500 company, <laughs> that, soon to be anyway, that that, that had to change the tire for the first time in their lives, and it was it was a shit show to say the least. Yeah, um, you guys not know what you're doing at all. Well, we had it, we got it figured out eventually, but we, like, we, we all walked, kinda, I mean, we walked in and kind of just kicked it a couple times I was like what do we do now do you have a jack we, yeah I have a yeah jack. oh just lost our candle um oh, we're going by candlelight here now. for those of you unaware we record at mark's house and the house is completely decked out in christmas uh i mean i don't even know what you call this is like decor. ornaments and decor it's we got bow ties christmas tree there's a christmas tree with an angel it's crooked <laughs> It's horizontal to the ceiling, perpendicular. You, some might say. I would say it's parallel. With parallel. The that's what I meant. Not perpendicular. Parallel, parallel, with the parallel to the ceiling. Um, but yeah, yeah there's no lights. Beautiful no, around here. Hey, I kind of like it though. It's, 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 no, it's cozy. It's nice. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, back to the tire. I think we all kind of brought a little piece of the puzzle together. We all, we all knew a little something. Eventually, what did you know, Doug? I'd like to hear what you knew. Yeah, hey, I got that. Tire. I got that jack on. We got that. Yeah, you got the jack on. We got that fired up. Fred was the the labor guy. He was cranking away. Yeah, oh, Wally. Yeah. <laughs> Wally. Uh, was well the the nuts were the lug nuts were just absolutely like yeah they were roasted in there yeah so what i think it's just, your tire it's just a, i mean it, it gets flat it would get like low <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was just leaking it's and like so, a really old tire yeah and so like i had been like periodically filling it up like probably once a week every other week or so and i think it finally just gave way did you have to get four new tires i'm going to i'm still rocking the spare it's a full-size spare though wow okay but it also leaks <laughs> i found out so um, I'm also filling that one up. I mean, if, it's not out of the realm of possibility for us to walk outside and for it to be flat again. Yeah, so we'll, well just have to wait and see. A little bit of me hope so because that was kind of fun. Good team bonding, bonding what building. Yeah, yeah. If we if it's flat again, then we just put the other flat one on. Then you put yeah you put the original flat back on. Yeah. it should be now filled up after sitting in the back <laughs> of your be, car, right? Is yeah, that, should be good. Yeah. Uh, also, just to so that you guys know, I didn't uh, break any of the unwritten rules at the wedding last weekend. Yeah, that's I, the big uh, question. I managed to Are yep you? managed to. Follow but all of those rules. Did any groomsmen or bridesmaids break any of the rules? Did you rules? see any canoodling no, that looked like a bad idea? What's that? Did you see any canoodling that looked like a bad I idea? I didn't see any, like, nefarious canoodling, um, but uh, it's hard to say for sure. It was a big wedding. Couldn't keep track of everyone. Um, but, yeah, it was a good time. I kept it in line. I think I was at uh, that perfect level of, you of, achieved of that. fun and um, not embarrassing my family yeah. and my family name. So that that's a good, good spot to be. Uh, other good things from this weekend: Vikes took care of the Falcons, fourteen nine, and they're ten and two, and currently hold the number one spot in the NFC. <sighs> feels pretty good. Feels great. Feels pretty pretty damn good. Feels real good. 
Feels real nice. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's nothing. There's like nothing bad to say about the Vikings. I don't. I actually. I'm just gonna admit, I'm full frontal honesty. I went into that game with one of the dumbest takes I think I've ever had, and I was thinking. I, I was preparing myself for a loss. So I, I kind of t- was too. So I was like with my brother and my dad, and I was like, I think we should lose this game. It'll be a good loss. It will humble us. And then, of course, as I started playing, I was like, what was I thinking? No. We want the number one seed. Right, yeah. And we should beat a playoff, possibly playoff-bound Falcon team. Yeah, and it definitely good. made it, it done. I'd like to see – I mean, I think we all would like to see Falcons take care of uh, Saints. And Seattle. And Seattle. Yes. Seattle, oh, man. I think I'd, they, I'd love to have the Falcons have to come to U.S. Bank. They, that would be a joke. Yeah. Yeah, um, we'd spank them. But defense was, again, proving itself to be probably the best defense in the league now. I mean, is there a better defense? All around, one? no. There's no there's, Jags are really good. But Jags I, are good. All around, I don't think. It's a little more fluky, I think, for the Jags. I think the Vikes are a much more solid defense. I mean, they've done it week in and week out. There hasn't been a, a game in which you thought that the defense was outmatched. Yeah. No, and the coolest part about the Vikings right now is that um, they – they pick the other side of the ball up. Like when the offense needs the defense to get a stop, they mm-hmm. get a stop. And when the defense needs the offense, go get some points and get some points. I'm actually the, the biggest takeaway that I had that was kind of a bummer. And I know it was just for stats and all that kind of stuff, but this is a stats podcast. I'm pretty bummed that Zim hasn't stepped in the throat and run the ball in the last two weeks in a row. Yeah. Against the Lions, he could have finished that out with a run into the end zone. I get it. You're, you're playing smart. You, take that knee but um, yeah. against the Falcons once again I mean yeah. once it went to two two under the two minute mark he needed he don't and he got that first down you need three knees 45 seconds each time right I'm thinking like run it up stuff it down their throat like Latavius 21 9 and now everyone's thinking because I don't know, it I'm as a Minnesota Vikings fan, I'm getting a little sick of like the lack of national attention. I think winning 14-9 is just making people think, oh, uh, uh, it's a bank. So what are they yeah. It's like we went 21-9 even though people – Right. I don't know. I know what you're saying. It's, it's, a, a it's another statement thing. It's also like a risk-reward thing. I mean, you've got the game at hand. Zimmer, if, if anyone – cares less about like national attention than Mike Zimmer find him for me I, I'd be interested to talk yeah, to that let's, let's, let's be our humble Minnesotan self yeah the, the good we'll take that win and we'll keep quiet about it right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean they kept the, the Falcons to nine points at home that's right. Doug I want some respect I want yeah, some, put, some put some respect, respect on, put some respect on the Vikings I don't remember the stat Tom you probably do because you've seen every tweet about the Vikings in the past probably 72 hours probably yeah. retweeted um, too. yeah possibly but there I I think Matt Ryan, that was the first game he did not throw for a touchdown. In, Since 2015. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Roads closed. Roads closed. Roads closed. Roads closed. Like, what, two, three did catches? You guys two see, catches. Did you guys yeah. see Charge's tweets about the Vikes? It was um, Paul Charge. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Paul Charge, he's a big fantasy guy. He, he's a guest on Paul Allen's show on KFAN. Um, he tweeted that the Falcons in the last three games were 34 points. 37 yeah. points, 28 points, and then nine against nine. us. And then the Rams. The Rams, exactly. The Rams were like 38 points, 32 points. Seven. Like 20, yeah, and then seven, and then another 28 they put yeah. on the yeah. Saints. So it's like we're shutting down the best offenses in the league pretty consistently at this point in time. The big blip was the – Redskins. And that's about right. it. That's about. Yeah. And we still won. That and that game, game and it was picked right. And it was that game. Even was a little like it was a little fluky in that the Vikings went up big early, and then they kind of bled points. 
throughout the rest well, of the game. Well, didn't help the case through that. Okay, that was a bad, yeah. Um, speaking of the case, I mean, I don't know if you guys, I think it was common. I'm all in. I'm bought. I'm I think it was common. In. So a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about whether or not we need to just shake Case's hand, say thanks for getting us here, and hand it over to Teddy. We are in full-fledged, is Case Keenum our guy next year conversations now. Yeah. Like, we are, we're past the point of where Teddy's coming in. We're at the point of where we shake Teddy's hand, say good luck in free agency. You're going to get the most out of us anyway. Test right. the waters. Come home. Be Case's backup to start next year. So are both of these guys free agents next year? Yes. I just want to yes. clarify yes. and yes. confirm that. Case okay. on a one-year, $2 million deal. I still can't remember if Teddy doesn't enter a game, does his contract toll, or is he for sure a free agent? I think the way – Maybe I'll consult. Uh, resident 284. My, my understanding was that if he does not play at all this year, his contract tolls to next year. So if oh, okay. that's true, then technically Teddy will not be a free agent and he will be – his contract will basically like retweet itself and be the yeah. same as next year. Okay. Renew. <laughs> All right. Well, I, either, way, either way, point is point that stands. we're we're. But he could he test free agent? Does he have that option to test free no. agency? If no. the contract tolls, it tolls. Okay. So either way, point is three four weeks ago we're talking about giving Case the the boot, bringing in Teddy because that's what gives us the highest ceiling, biggest chance to make it and win a Super Bowl. Now, full reversal. Pretty much everyone, everyone, I don't think there's a person alive who, who thinks that Teddy should get a crack at this now. Um, no. Given it's the case, and we're even starting to talk about him being the better option going forward, future down the road. Yeah, I, he hasn't done anything to tell us otherwise. And the good thing is we can let this season play out before we make that decision, which is great. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. Anything could happen, but as far as I'm concerned, he's our quarterback next year. Hey, the, the way I view it is this. Um, Every NFL season is unique. Um, teams show up in different ways every single year. A, the same roster will show up in a different way another year. Yeah. I mean, just like ours has this year. I mean, this looks totally different. Whatever we got cooking right now, you just don't screw with. Nope. All right. Case is playing out of his mind. He's playing the best football of his life ever. You don't screw with it. You run with him. And if he takes you. I mean, there's a, I know we talked about this last week. I even more so convinced on there's a legitimate chance to, that we're going to the Super Bowl. Like, I, yeah, it's like it's not like it's it. It always feels dumb when you're someone be, like besides the Packers or the Steelers or the Patriots. It feels like to say like we're making it to the Super Bowl this year or we could win a Super Bowl this year. But that, that's where we're at. No, absolutely. You know, I will say this: the one thing I'll say about Case is it lights out right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you don't pull him; you ride with him the rest of the season, no doubt. I don't even care if he throws two or three bad games in a row here. I mean, unless it's like horrendous, you don't even touch him. Yeah, unless he literally has like a conversation about whether or not he should start throwing with his left hand. Yeah, we're going with Case. But my my point in this is, um, I do think it's a little early for the next year. Like I said, I think things are working real well right now. Shermer's got a good system. They're healthy. We've got a good play calling. The defense is picking up the offense. Offense is picking up the defense. I'm not sure I'm ready to give any type of like three or four year deal to Case Keenum. Right. I want to plug in what I thought was a brilliant take by my brother Dave. So I'm giving Dave a little shout out here. Give him a little, like a little. He thinks bump. he thinks don't put Teddy in this year at all, no matter what, and then next year. You franchise tag case, mm-hmm. so you make him have a prove it year. You pay him whatever that is. It's like 
It's a lot. I think it's like twenty million. And then you put a first round tender on Teddy, and you say, "Hey, if you want him, this is what you're going to have to give us." Because if cause if he is a free agent, I'm, right. I'm not sure about the tolling. Um, and you put a first round tender on Teddy, and if not, you try <clears throat> to resign him for like five or six mil, uh-huh. and then you run with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the the good news is. It, it, the Teddy contract thing, it, the toll situation, and he's back on the roster next year if he doesn't play. Then yes, we have like a great. We're in a good spot with our quarterbacks because so we we can play case, and then we have Teddy in the, in the weeds, and uh, that's not the worst second option to have. Yeah, talk about a talk about a nice year for someone. I, I've only heard good things about Case. Like off field, he's a great guy. Making everybody says money. this guy deserves it. But think about walking into this season with a two million dollar contract to be a backup, and thinking once Teddy's healthy, two years, a third option. So all of a sudden next year, you're going to be getting free agent offers or potentially getting franchise tags. Ten, like fifteen million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah like, he, he made himself that? he made himself some money this year. Yeah. Oh, good no for him. That's for that's for sure. Other other good thing that happened to the Vikings this week was that the Eagles finally played a competent football team and lost. I'll, I'm going to say, albeit like playing at Seattle's tough for anyone. That's a tough draw, but they didn't look great. No, I don't know. You guys watched the game? Yeah, and they like they went for it on a fourth down too early. It was a weird. There was some weird like play that. calling. I mean, Wentz no fumbled in the defense. Wentz fumbled it out of the end zone. That's why they don't scare me. The biggest thing is like Doug Peterson. I feel like is way too cocky. And like he hasn't had the like the humbling year yet, where like he gets like you know that last year they're okay, and then all of a sudden they're amazing this year. Like he's overly confident. Uh-huh. Like like it was too easy for him. Yeah, Zimmer showed out with him. I, I zero zero. Oh fear. yeah, coaching goes to Zimmer fifteen times out of. How about 15? like <laughs> what about like cage match? Even with the oh, I think Zimmer, yeah. we got Zimmer's a scrapper. Zimmer's I would think the so. other eye psycho. Yeah, Zimmer's <laughs> fighting the blind. Um, yeah, but that's I mean, do you hear? Uh, I guess if both teams win out, technically the tiebreaker goes to the Eagles. No, that's no, not I think true. it's the Mikes. Right? No, really? I heard that it was the no, we're in complete control. Really, there's no Someone way that they can because of isn't it? Thing is Fred. Yeah, I heard that on the on K fan. Earlier this week, they, is that they, because of the schedule or something? Yeah, the remaining the schedule, of schedule yeah. or something like that. Yeah, remaining schedule is in their favor. Okay, Which I didn't, I didn't know if that made sense because I think if we both went out, it, it, we would both have one NFC loss. We didn't play head to head, so it would come down to strength of victory. Yeah, just the winning percentage of the. That's team currently team. how it's you done, mean, right? So right, I'm but if we both went out. I would think that it would. Go so right it down. must be that their remaining their schedule is higher than like, the oh, way that it is. It must be because it could it could change. Yeah, I'm sure because people win yeah. and lose throughout the rest of the year. I as well. think that the only way that's possible is like if all the teams that they play the rest of the year like start winning a f load of games. Yeah, I don't know. They have a tough because I saw their strength of victory versus ours, and like it looked like there was like a twenty percent delta on that. Like they would mm-hmm. have to, they're the teams that they play would have to start winning a lot more games, even get close to us. At least that's what I saw. But that that would be what it is. Either way, they're in a good spot, and I don't think. I mean, the Vikings could win out. I would. I still think it's like you still have the pack in quick, Lambeau. Quick question on the Eagles, though. Do you think they're winning this week? LA. 
They've right? got the Rams. At, at the Rams. At the I Rams. I don't think they're winning this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a tough one, too. I think they lose again. LA's a tough place to play. Not a lot of teams have won there. Hey, don't forget, we got a tough game, too. Yes, we do. Well, we still have Carolina. I'm, Carolina? I'm just saying, dude. Yeah. yeah I mean, who are you taking? LA or. Eagles? I would probably take LA at home. Doug? Yeah, I would take LA at home. Right, I mean, well, I think so, they're probably. Well, what's so, the yeah, line but, of that game, too? But, um,. I'm just saying. The I point, just, yeah, I mean, the point is that they lost, which brings us to first in the NFC right now. Um, they, like you had said last week, they hadn't played anyone yet. They played someone tough opponent on the road, and they got exposed a little bit, which was nice to see. I still hate seeing Seattle like do well towards the end of the year because that scares me. They are hor- they're terrifying. They're right terrifying. Now. Could you imagine if we had Russell Wilson on this team? Oh my, oh my lord! Uh, yeah. Wow. <sighs> Incredible. Um, by the way, could have had him. Yep. Rams are favored by two this weekend, which yeah. isn't surprising. That's not surprising. They're home underdogs, I guess. Then too, I guess yeah. If yeah. You think of the that field was goal. the same yeah. as we were against the Rams, though. Too. I think we were two point favorites at home. Disrespectful. Two and a half, I think, at home. So I mean, all three of those teams, and then you throw in the like pretty much the entire NFC South. Uh, it's, things in the NFC are starting to take shape. I'm not. That's actually the thing I wanted. The last thing I got big time in the Vikes, and I just give my two cents on it because you know this is my big thing on this podcast. <laughs> right. I just I'm not after watching what we did to Atlanta and like what I now think of as the team, like the team, the total team. Mm-hmm. I think we have the best team in the NFL, and that goes with the Patriots. Now the Patriots have the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, we got one playing pretty darn good. Right. And I think I, I think I've said, and I've said this to Wally over the years. And I said this to, I think, you know, everybody who knows me as a fan, I always said, if the Vikings get top 10 quarterback play, they can beat anyone and they should be a favorite to win it all. Uh-huh. And right now we're getting top 10 quarterback play. Right. I agree. And the, the only thing, and I a hundred percent agree with you. I think that like, Across the board, the Vikings have the, the strongest, most well-balanced team in the NFL. And I think in any given game, like maybe say playing the Patriots, I would take the Vikings over anyone right now. Especially at home. My, my only concern, I think it's the concern that any fan has, is that they have their, their one like dud game in the playoffs yeah. and lose it. And yeah. they, that's, I mean, that happens. And it, that's a real worry that I have. I mean, they haven't really had one yet, so... Yeah, I mean, uh, speaking of, like, scary things, like, I guess Rodgers is, like, technically, there's, like, reports that he's fully healthy and ready to go. It's just, yeah, like, since same. he's on the IR, he can't, like, go yet. He's got a couple more weeks. I um, think week 15 next weekend, he can be back. He can't come back this week. Right. right. But, but he's tossing the ball, like, 70 yards downfield. Yeah. Not, they won again. That. That's green gold poop. They they won <laughs> they won again in overtime. That was um, so stupid. So they're five hundred. So not yet out of it. So we can't unfortunately yet kill the Packers. I feel like we do this every week when we say we can't kill them yet. Here we go. This will be good. I love. I like that five thirty eight. The Elo. Uh huh. Um, they were giving them a seven percent chance of making the playoffs. That seems high. It does. They're six and six, and they got four teams ahead of them for the wild card position. They got the, the Seahawks are above. The Seahawks look like a lock now. They yeah, play Seahawks like that. Elite. Seahawks again. We talked about this like a couple weeks ago. How Seahawks are one of those teams where they're in second place in their division, and people are already like giving them the the West because they have to play L.A. again. And if they beat L.A., they have the tiebreaker. But, but like that's still ridiculous. The they're Packers. Yeah. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong here. The Packers have to leap. To get into the playoffs, they have to leap at least the Seahawks, Atlanta, the, the Falcons, Detroit. the Panthers, 
the Lions, and possibly who's the who's the other wild card? No, because the Falcons and Seahawks right now are in, right? right. So but what are they? Are they, they have to leave all those teams to just even have a yeah, chance. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, and I don't think, I mean, they can get, and I, I saw the tiebreakers. They can get left out at ten and six too. Yeah, and I mean, we get to play them again, and hopefully, we dagger them. That'd be fun in Lambeau. That would be a blast. That'd be a great time. A lot of um, people think the Browns are going to dagger them this weekend. I do too. I would love that. Again. I would love I'm big, that. A, I am too. Deshaun Kaiser. I would love for the Browns Head to dagger to the them. A little Duke Johnson action. Oh my God. Yes. Duke Johnson. You're, you're getting me all excited over here. Um, if, uh, if the Browns had a game that they were going to win, it's Hundley and the Packers <laughs> coming in the dog to the downtown. <laughs> you just you just convinced me to to hammer them money line, yeah. And I'm gonna have myself a time watching that one. What, um, what's, can I, can someone check what that? I wonder what that line is at right now. Packers are favored by three. Packers by three. That's disrespectful if I'm the Browns. I. The Packers are atrocious with Hundley. I don't okay, know. Okay, this is not the first here. game the Browns have been the underdog at home this year. You got to remember that. But you're right. You're right. It is Brett Hundley. You're right. He, he had 83 yards passing last week. <laughs> if Jameis didn't do that stupid bumble over his freaking head and give them the game, they would be done right now. Jameis is he is just a calamity of errors. He he is. He's just like a walking turnover. He's something else. He's an idiot. Ever since he ate his fingers. He's uh, a W. <laughs> last week we were talking about how Eli was not making his start for like the first time since like 2004 or something. And this week, Ben McAdoo gets fired as head coach of the Giants. They also fired their GM. Full overhaul. Looks like Eli's going to Eli's gonna start again. <laughs> um, it kind of sucks for Eli. Obviously, it sucks for Eli. But... That whole story, all the sympathy for Eli yeah. when he's sad it, and upset. Like, it just, I it's like, now you can't go back and try to fix it. I know it's different because McAdoo and management's gone, but it's it's weird situation. I get that, like, Eli's won two Super Bowls, and he's been a huge part of the Giants who have been, like, perennially, like, a contender in the NFC. Oh, you're not buying the Eli love. I'm not you? buying the Eli love. Wow. I don't. I mean, like, I never hated Eli, but I also never thought of Eli as like a friend. Let me put it to you this style way. quarterback. How many, how many Super Bowls have the Vikings won? Zero. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If he's won two, yeah, by if, himself. If 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 T. Jack had won two Super Bowls, one, you would love one, him. Yeah, I here. would. Yeah, I'd be crying when he got cut. You're. Right, I get that. I'm saying like nationally, not New York, not the fan base. I'm saying like nationally, like. He was. He's been bad. I think you think that too because he's always been historically terrible against the Vikings. Yeah, and he always he like when he's he bad. He's, us, yeah. he's really bad when he's bad. No, I'm not kidding. He's been historically bad since against the Vikings. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him play well. Serious no. question: Was Eli on that boat last year? Was he on the party boat? No, no, he was, he was not. He was not. The boat, though. But the boat, the boat, the boat, boat curse now. Yes. Boat curse is real. Just my my big Eli question. Why not just release him and let him go sign with a contender? Yeah. He needs a quarterback. Like the Jags. The Jags. Be perfect. Coughlin's there. Do you think do you, do you, obviously he hasn't been playing as well as Case, but do people in Jacksonville think about uh Bortles like we think about Case, where it's like you just don't mess it up? I don't think so. No. No? He hasn't been playing anywhere close to I know, I know, but I mean, but the Jaguars are good for the first time in a long time. Yeah, okay, here's what we the biggest difference between Case Keenum and Blake Bortles. Blake Boros is going to throw you three passes a game that shouldn't be picked off. Whether you pick them all off or not is your problem as a defense. Yeah. Case Keenum is not doing that. Yeah. 
No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to compare them because Case has been miles better. I'm saying like just like as a fan base, you like just don't touch it. No, as a Jags, as a Jags fan, you got to be thinking at any point in time, Bortles could ruin this game for us. Yeah, that's any true. point in time. Yeah, he could. He just throw it away. He really just throw the game away. And the AFC is just in. At the Christian AFC. Potter used to throw games away for us. Just throw it away. Always that win in Green Bay, just threw it away. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last. Or this past Monday was a big. It was a game Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. One of those games where people start talking about whether or not football is is in it for the long haul because of how quote unquote dangerous and it is dangerous. How dangerous it is now, violent it is. Uh, what was his name? Shazier. Right. Yeah. Shazier. Yeah. Um, scary injury. Very scary. Yeah, yeah. Legs limp. He seems to be. I guess he's moving his legs a little bit now. They moved him back to Pittsburgh. It sounds like he's gonna be. He's gonna be, he's gonna be okay, yeah. but still scary. Very scary. Um, and then there was multiple other like Vontez Burfitt got blown up by uh, Juju. Juju. Can we stop Juju? for a second and talk specifically about that? Yeah. That was a long time coming. Yeah, Vontaze has had a history of... Well, he of, almost knocked out Antonio Brown. He almost killed, killed, killed Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. Yeah. And he okay. did... I guess he did knock him out. He's the dirtiest player in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Bar it's none. No question. And Juju, actually, I give Juju credit. I didn't think that hit was as bad. Nor did I think it fit the definition of a, a crackback block. And Vontaze Burbank had that coming. It was shoulder-led. Yes, there was some helmet to helmet at the end of it, but it was shoulder-led. He just hit him so damn hard. It's very hard to hit someone in the chest Without your helmet, without your helmets, helmets, helmets are so big, like they they touch. Um, but back to our point Sorry, before the show. I'm just no, no, no. I, that led me to the point before the show where if you hit, regardless of whether it's right or not, if you hit someone hard enough, the instinct of the ref is always going to be to throw the flag because he hit him hard. Yeah, and he blew him up, and then he stood over him, which is where I think that the suspension comes from. Sure. Um, and then who was it that uh, hit? Um, Antonio Brown in the end zone. Yeah, how did he hang on to that? In beside, you see that? Yeah, that yeah, touchdown, right? Crazy. Antonio Brown is from that's, a different planet. That's where I think, like, if you ever heard, like, if you're if you don't see it coming, you're more prepared to take the hit and they hurt you. Well, yeah, less hurt. Like if you're, you're in a car crash, you're sleeping, you don't yeah, tense up. Don't or tense whatever. up. Yeah, yeah, no, that's actually. I think that was one of those. He had no idea he was going to get blown up like that, so yeah. he was just like, oh, and then yeah, because like when you tense, your bones are brittle and whatnot. Yeah, um, your head too. I think it's like bad for your. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those games, and now you got all of these talking heads asking about like whether football is is doomed because eventually people will stop letting their children play it. Um, good for a couple of these a year, usually with a Pittsburgh yep. game. Um, and then Goodell gets his contract extended. He gets forty million a year. It's absurd. Yeah, that is so much money. It's like double like the, the highest salary. Yeah, league. I think at the highest right now is like twenty eight. If something. you think about it, though, he runs arguably the most profitable business. Oh, I, I, I think he probably earns it, especially for how much he does and how much shit he gets. I don't think constantly. he. I don't think he like. Here's where I like, and I'm a very you guys all. I'm very capitalistic. Uh, yeah, no, but no. I, I don't think he like quote unquote earns it. I just think he's technically worth that for what he's doing. The money he's putting in the owner's pocket, that's a fraction of it. Right. And he's taken – I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. He's taken clubs like the Vikings that were sold to Ziggy Will for $350 million in 2004 to worth $1.4 billion now, they think. Yeah. $1.2 the Vikings are worth. You're talking about tripling someone's $400 million investment in 10 years. Yeah. So like – and, and that's not even considering that's not even considering the cash revenues the owners are taking out of these, right? 
You know? No, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. He's not, quote-unquote, earning it, but he's worth it. But he's worth it. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And then we've got uh, some fantasy football plugs from the model, Ev. Yeah, well, just a reminder to everybody. Obviously, fantasy football is winding down, and we got first weeks of, um, we, for, excuse me, first week of playoffs. Got that out. Uh, coming up here this week. So just a reminder, go over to Model 284. They've got a lot of great content on there, whether it's looking at projections for specific positions, um, fantasy points above expectation, which is an awesome model that uh, CEO Sam Walzak put together. Basically just tells you it, it's great for picking matchups. So if you're looking at a guy like Cecil Shorts or Antonio Brown at wide receiver and you can't decide, then – uh, that model can definitely help you and it make that say, tough it'll decision. It'll say Cecil Shorts 10 times out of 10. Yeah, I mean, that's a given. That's a, that was a kind of a joke example. there, but yeah. Um, and even betting lines, they they can tell you their uh, games that they think are going to either go over or under um, and have their own specific betting lines. So Then I'll tell you where they got them wrong. Yeah, Fred, I'll, uh, a little more subjective material, tell you about <laughs> his thoughts on that. So check it out, um, and good luck to you guys. Uh, NBA talk. This isn't really NBA, but it's 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 basketball talk. Lee Angelo, Angelo, um, Latarian Ball, our favorite. <laughs> I think I think Hammer the Over's favorite ball. Yeah, uh, by gets, far. gets yanked from UCLA by Big Levar. Uh, what what is his end game here? I, I just don't know what could happen next. No, this is so it's like a bell curve. Okay, he hit his peak. Lonzo to Lakers number two overall. And now we're on the backslide. This is where everything crashes down for the ball fan. You think so? Yeah, because his other kids are trash. They got nothing. Yeah. He's a bum. Yeah. Well, Leangelo's a bum. Leangelo's a bum. bum. Yeah. Leangelo's a bum. I think it's a play. I think this is kind of like a Trump-like play. He's pulling him so that he can't be exposed as a bum. And then he gets to play the card. But it's not going to work. Because even if you liked his upside, you hate the dad. So you're not going to – look what Luke Wall is dealing with right now. They had to close the family media room. Yeah. yeah, that's my thing. Even if these guys were good enough to play in the NBA, I don't think teams want them. No. At all. Just because of LeVar. So you got a stealing, moronic kid whose dad knew <laughs> he wasn't going to get the minutes he wanted him to get and shine like he wanted right. to get at UCLA. Right. So he pulls him and says he's going to prepare him for the NBA draft. It, none of it makes any logical sense to get to his end game. So he's just – so nobody's going to see him play from now until the draft? No. No, he's not getting drafted, obviously. No, of course not. So, okay. yeah, and he pulled his kid out of high school too. So okay. same thing. He so what are they doing? What are these guys up to? I'm, I'm talking about this very emotionally. I want to be like very clear about this. Yes. This doesn't make any sense. There's, he's not a good basketball player. Well, and he's not a good teacher either. No. He's homeschooling these kids now. No. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, does that matter? What do you do? He's trying to get him to the NBA. It doesn't matter about how much he learned anymore. Yeah, well, I think they're probably my, my, my point is having Leandro yeah. <laughs> has. Leandro hasn't shown anyone that he deserved to be in the NBA. He, no. he looked. He was looked at as a project going at in the UCLA, and now he's not playing basketball there anymore. So no one can look at his tape. No one can even get an idea of where he's at. They just got to trust this maniac father. That it's just it's not going to happen. Like, no, it's just within, not gonna within a span of like two months, he went from having his eldest starting. For the Lakers, everything seeming to go well to pulling both of his other children out of either high school or UCLA. And I don't, I don't think 
And like I don't think he has a plan. And visibly being a nuisance in the NBA with like them having to change team rules to right. avoid him. And still selling shoes for five hundred dollars. Still selling can't those, forget that. those big ballers. And but also refusing to thank Trump and then getting that reporter yeah. to thank him. <laughs> <laughs> I it's Chris such a mess. Man. Like I, I there, there's nothing good coming out of this for these ball kids. No. In my opinion. And I like I think that's genuinely what LeVar is trying to do is do the best thing for his kids, but he's doing as bad of a job as you can possibly. Yeah, he's really he's, you think he's, so. You don't think this is about him making money? No, I actually don't. I think there is a money I think there aspect. There is a money to it, aspect too, but I think he thinks he's doing the best thing for his children. I actually do. Yeah, he's just. You think he genuinely thinks he's doing the best thing for he, his kids? I yes. think he thinks he's setting them up long term financially, <laughs> like regardless of how well they do in basketball. Uh, that might be true. Still. Well, maybe he knows that they all just kind of suck, and he's just trying to make a lot of money. I watched That's that possible. first episode of like the Facebook show, like the Ball and the Family thing, and from hearing him talk like to the like in his camera things, I think he actually thinks he's like setting them up to like have a fallback. I don't know why he's taking them out of school. If that's his play, but I think he thinks he's doing the right thing. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I other, just, I, I'm sorry. Before before we no, go for jump it. over, I just, I hate that LeVar Ball is a thing and a person. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. We talk about it every week. But yeah, it just, oh, it bugs me. Okay. On, on I to the next one. Dog, I can't stand Let's it. Let's get off it. On to the next one. Uh, cat. Uh, big cat. I feel like we've we've pretty much had this conversation every week, but I, I was seeing some tweets. I think uh, CEO Mark was was throwing these tweets out about like cat's efficiency being high, but his numbers being low because he's been underutilized. Is that a thing? Am I off base here? We, he's definitely not posting up as much as he did or getting the ball in the post as much as he did. Yeah, I think the last three games in the second half combined, he's taken like five shots under right? 10 shots which makes shots. no sense at all and i know jimmy has had the ball in his hands a lot lately we right gonna have so. quite are we gonna have a right cat, so. cat jimmy problem no, well no. I, I don't think so but like if anything you have to use cat. he's problem. so good yeah maybe i don't know there it's kind of like all right who's gonna be the guy tonight who wants the ball here's the question i honestly want to pose this to you what you just said is you said like it, it, it we're not maybe we're not using cat as much you know maybe that's the question Maybe Cat's taking a step back. I don't and, think he's that. And I want. I'm not blaming Tibbs for that. I mean, sorry, I'm not blaming Cat for that. I would blame Tibbs for that. For him taking a yeah, like an involuntary step. Yeah, back. like is Tibbs so much in these guys' heads that they don't know their role, or they don't, or they're like becoming, they're like starting to question everything that's made them this terrific, unbelievable basketball player. Uh-huh. Yeah, is Cat know. in his own head? I talked to CEO Mark, as we were calling him. I kind of like that. CEO uh, Mark. I talked to Mark about that earlier. From Mr. Richards. <laughs> Mr. Paul Richards, <laughs> son of Mark. <laughs> um, I, I don't have the eye for, like, identifying what in a game is. And I, I think it's hard for anyone to do. But to know and understand what problems are rooted in the coach, you know? Right, versus it's, what are the players. Yeah, like, I personally just have a hard time seeing that, understanding yeah. that. You have to have a very good understanding, I think, both both of the game and of the individual players to like to know when they're being underutilized right. and when they're being used in the wrong way. I, I, I want to be honest. I watch every single game, and I think that we're definitely not utilizing Cat correctly. But I think Cat's got a bucket of his own problems too, you know? Like, if you want to talk about Cat, like, he can't keep bigs away from the rim, like, at all. He's inept at that. He's still the last-ranked starting center on defense in the NBA unless something changed in the next – last three days i do think he's being underlies and underutilized offensively but 
That's those are huge problems. He's whining a lot. He's crying a lot about fouls and not getting that kind of stuff. Listen, and, and I, I want to be honest. I still think Cat's easily one of the most promising players in the NBA. There's a lot of frustrating things going on with him that I think are the utilization is a part of it, but I think it's a much bigger thing than that. And I think a lot of it goes back to Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's frustrating. Most are frustrating. They're, they're figuring out. I, I truly believe they're figuring out. What's most worrisome about it is like, I can't believe I'm even thinking this way, but I can't help thinking that they have a better record with Sam Mitchell as their head coach right now. <laughs> and they would Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. Let's, let's just get off that. Dog. Yeah, that's, that's one of those. <laughs> I know, but dude, well, seriously. Like, yeah. You, would, you, would you? He was pretty. Sam Mitchell was pretty bitter about getting. I know getting the axe. Would too. you if you knew this? You know this was possible. But yeah, then again, yeah, no. PB, you know, without president of basketball operations, you don't Tibbs, get, we never get Yeah, well, we especially when you expect more out of Tibbs too. You didn't expect a whole lot of Sam Mitchell, and yeah, it's Sam Mitchell. Sounds to me like a like a friend <laughs> I had in high school that I haven't connected with in like four years. So yeah, you ever, have you ever seen a picture of him? He kind of looks like that, that kind of guy too. Yeah. The wolves, check him out. The wolves, the big three. The bottom line with the wolves is the big three need to figure out how to play with each other. Yeah. Otherwise, one of them's going to get all butt hurt and leave, or want to leave. The big three, you mean uh, Wig, Butler, and Taj, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, college football playoff, it's all straightened away. We're all ready to go. Clemson will play Alabama, and Oklahoma will play Georgia. Um, really, the only questionable decision was Bama getting in instead of Ohio State. Um, do either of you think that they messed that up, or are you fine with putting Bama in? I don't, yeah, I, I don't have enough knowledge of college football to like have a true opinion on it. I think they could have gone either way. I think the consensus is that Alabama was the better team, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever strength of schedule things factors like that. Right. So I don't know. I don't think they messed it up. Um, is what it is. Yeah. One of the best teams in there. And that's what I the, the only issue I have is is that they've made a big deal about the conference championship games and how yeah. they matter and how that that's going to be weighed in a but lot. Apparently they don't. But apparently they don't. And the only thing that changed, so both Alabama and um, Ohio State were out. I think they were five and six going into the Big Ten championship game. The only thing that changed was that Ohio State beat the number four ranked team in the country, Wisconsin. And Alabama did not play. To me, like if you're just going based off of like those types of things, like that kind of thinking, Ohio State jumps Alabama. Right? One team didn't play in their championship. One team beat the number four ranked team. I don't know. I think that somebody just said that if you don't play in your championship, you shouldn't even be considered for the top four. Yeah, I mean, I think that's tough because I mean, you get like the. Like, I'm just saying it's it's a thought. No, I know. I I get it. And I I think what it was explained to me that basically in order for Alabama to get in over Ohio State, the committee had to think that it was an obvious head-to-head Alabama beats Ohio State situation. And I don't think that's necessarily the case this year. I mean, like, I think Alabama's probably better, but I don't think it's like an obvious Alabama runs Ohio State out of the building kind of year. My my only big point, I agree with you, Fred. My only big point also is big is, ten biased. Yeah. But my big point in this is is yes, Alabama might have been one it probably is one of the best four teams. But I feel like to get to what they wanted, which was the best four teams right now, 
they totally violated like the unwritten rules of the process. Yeah. Right. We should have them explain the unwritten rules of picking the, the college football player. Like I feel like I feel like it was call unfair. Or next week. Like there's, there's it's like rite of passage. It's like, you know, okay, at the end of the year, you know, you might feel like you were one of the best teams in the league or you're playing like one of the best teams in the league, but your body of work Yeah. If you're the if you're the Wolves and you blow the next twenty games and you play amazing your last forty, but you don't make the playoffs. Does the, does the NBA playoff committee just go, hey, you guys are good. We know you're one of the best. Right. You have to be in. No, you just don't. That's just not how it works. I feel like they're still confused as to whether or not they want to try to put the best four teams in the country in or, like, the right four teams based off of their criteria. That's what I'm saying. And I think, and I think they're confused on that. Yeah, we should, we should get some clarity. I think they right. I think they deserve to give the the American public some clarity. Well, and they've they've left enough room for where they can decide, you know, like year by year whether or not they're going to go by their own criteria. Which is going to piss fan bases off to the moon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it's. I mean, no matter how many you add to this playoff, people are going to be pissed. Um, should be eight. Yeah, I mean, we could do one hundred and twenty four, and people would probably still be upset. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I feel like. Ohio State has a legitimate gripe, and I I, I also understand putting Alabama in. Um, I'm not like I would love to see Clemson just blow Bama out of the building. I think that'd be really fun to watch. But other than that, I don't. Maybe Baker Mayfield in the championship. Um, yeah, I'm pretty pumped about Baker Mayfield. That's what I'm most excited to watch. Baker Mayfield versus Clemson in the championship game could be pretty fun. I'm gonna be honest. I don't watch a lot of random college football too, but I like always watch these games. They're incredible. Yeah. And I I don't know. It's almost. Almost the reason I don't watch other college football is because it doesn't like dirty how amazing these games <laughs> That's are. a good point. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. These games are so good. They're so good. Well, and that's it's exactly like um, college basketball and March Madness where you're like, the reason these are so fun is because they're just bad enough to make how athletic they are more fun. Like they make dumb college kid mistakes. Like there's turnovers. Teams could be up like 14 with three minutes left, but the game's not over because they could throw two pick six. It's yeah. like, they, I don't know why they're throwing the ball, but they might be <laughs> like, it's, it makes it more like exciting totally to, to a, to a degree. Um, NHL stuff. The wilds just lost to the Kings five to two last night, but they had a couple of wins last week. They're bouncing Vegas, back, aren't they? Like- yeah. St. Louis, they're playing a little better. Um, Nate Prosser's back. So everything's fine. We're we're gonna be just fine. We got the prostaty back. The fix is um, in. It's sad that I'm like significantly happier with having Nate Prosser play than Kyle Quincy, but that's where we are. Um, I don't know. There's really not much to talk about with the Wild right now. Coils at, has like a five game point streak, which is nice to see. Uh, and Parisi's still not back, although he's been skating. Yeah, I heard that on um, the ice. That's that's a step in the right direction. That's pretty much Wild stride stuff right in the right now. direction. Wild stuff right now. Good. We'll, we'll we'll get more in depth with the with the wild as we go along, but we're gonna go to our new favorite uh, subject matter, <laughs> which is our five minute research today. Trump says that the U.S. is going to recognize Jerusalem as the official capital of Israel, which I'm sure, as most people may may have just thought it was the capital of Israel, like I did up yeah, until I like recently. Had to ask you before. Hundred percent thought it was. We're we're gonna try to keep this as like. Down the middle, just facts as possible, apolitical as possible. But Evan is going to give us the the background on like the conflict between Palestine and Israel. And, <laughs> Wait, we're and going why, to that, and why oh, this wow. why this is important. I didn't think we were going right. to that. I'm well, excited he, now. he can touch he can touch back as far as he wants, or as he can make. I don't know. All right, he here can we go. Back from some maybe yeah, high here. school history knowledge. Yeah, I got you. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot of that left in the in the tank. Um, we call this segment. What do you say, Fred? We call it the five, five minutes of research. research. We're research. looking at more like 23 seconds of research <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, as you said, the Don comes out today and says that going to start recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's Donnie. true capital, Donnie. Um, they're going to relocate the embassy there. Um, and this apparently is the first time that it's going to be recognized as the true capital in the last seven years, just as a part or as, you know, trying to stay out of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, uh-huh. um, which is kind of the subject we're getting at here. Right. So uh, I have a well, question. Here's my yeah, yeah, you go. Does Israel believe that Jerusalem is their capital? Well, Tom, was that a question? Yes. yes. Like, he, yeah, he yes. looking at like, me. Are they, well, you're, you're oh, the, yeah. Is Jerusalem yeah. the capital of Israel? Like, the, Israel, the Israelites like, yeah, that makes sense. We think it's the capital, too. Uh, you know what? I can't tell you the answer to that. I what can, I can yes. tell you. Oh, there we go. They yes. Do. That's a yes. They're pretty pumped about this. What I can say is the prime minister of Israel is very happy with this apparently (laughs) he said he said that the president's decision is an important step towards peace for there is no peace that doesn't include jerusalem as the capital of the state of israel so he's on board they feel that way they they, they want to turn the prime minister of israel is cool with this so which why why is it that we have to tiptoe around where the capital of israel is in the first place because jerusalem is the holy ground and the christians and the jews believe that that's like a christian yeah i know that's what i'm saying that the christians and the muslims the christians and the the jews believe that it's like should be their place well yeah we're the christian america of the three major religions we're we're christian america they're jewish israel and we want to keep the muslims (laughs) out that's what i'm that's not saying that's not how I feel. I'm saying that's how that's how they're looking at. It. Huh. These are facts. This, this is what I love about Tom, by the way, and I think this segment in particular is going to really bring this out. Tom maybe didn't go to class too often, but he knows stuff. He knows I actually know quite a bit about this situation. If you well, like okay, so it, it it obviously starts <laughs> like three like thousand years ago when we have like the Second Temple of Jerusalem being built by King David or whatever, but the real issue with the states involved that happened after World War II, right, where we give we carved we, it up. Yeah, we give them basically Israel as we like were like reciprocity. Seven, yeah, we're like seven million people of yours died, yeah. so here's a state. Reciprocity, we take out some of Palestine, give yeah. it to the, the Jews in Israel. Yes, um, that's exactly And that. then now there's a bunch of conflict over who basically gets what there, and it's been that way for a very long time. And essentially what the, the reason that people are so upset is because – or that, that people haven't been – like claiming Jerusalem as the capital is that they think it's going to be a bunch of backlash from the Palestinians. Is that right? Yeah, probably Palestinians. Yeah, and it's more like Hamas is going to be the problem, right? The, and the, Hamas. Well, he's a. It's like a shadow of puppet government. Ha- Hamas is. I might get in trouble for saying Hamas. I think is a terrorist organization. They're not organized military. They're they're pretty much just launching random missiles everywhere just to kill as many people as possible. Now, a lot Model of 284 say, taking political No, hey, listen, listen. A lot of people say Israel does the same thing to Hamas, and they think Hamas is a legitimate organization of Palestine. I'm just – it's it's one's clearly organized. The other one is a kind of shady argument for just, guys, just a thought. Let's you guys. Let's watch the video quick of Trump actually signing All right, we're going to watch this video, and then we'll report back. So we just watched uh, the Don sign this document. I mean, the guy is a showman. He he holds it up. That's all it is. Signs it like 
big enough for people in the back to see, and uh, and it's just ridiculous. His signature takes thirty it's, seconds for him to do. It's crazy. And he, the best part is, I said he looks up. He looks up every time, like just to see everyone. Oh, everyone's watching. How does he that's sign like, checks? Cool. You think the whole check is black? Do you think, do you think yeah, as he's signing it, he goes, "Wow, look how big my signature is, just like my hands." <laughs> then he does that weird, like, hold up thing, just feeding the Twitter account. Uh, freaking Donnie's crazy, yeah, classic. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a that's a pretty good pretty good hammer the over background on the whole Jerusalem. Yeah, I, I have one last thing, and you people people judge for yourself. If you want to know how screwed up politics are in this country right now, um, there was a unanimous decision this summer that if this was done, this idea that we were going to announce that Jerusalem was the capital of Israel and move our embassy there, it was 100% Senate approval, completely um, bipartisan. Yeah. And because it was kind of done on the table and everyone's agreeing, like, yeah, like talking in in private, like, hey, this is what we should do. But it was documented. Um, Now that it came out that Donald pushed it through, all of the Democrats have come out against it. And all of them had said that they were a a part of it. They were going to back it. Everything's going to hell. We're not going to make it. I just – I can't – the Republicans do this too. I just – why can't we – we can't even agree on the simplest things. Yeah, like – yeah. It's frustrating. Um, on a lighter note, we have an unwritten rules, and this is uh, near and dear to Tom's heart. It's the unwritten rules of Chipotle etiquette, how to order, what do you do when you get in there, how do you get the most out of your meal, Ugh. go on, so on and so forth. Tom, you've had a recent experience. You want well, to wait, before we get started, too, I think we should acknowledge the fact – well, first of all, last week we talked about Chipotle. Fred yeah. had a little Chipotle rant. Yeah, and I had a rant. And, and then, then both Tom we and Fred both went and came with Chipotle. showed up here at Chipotle. Classic. Well, we, we had said that we're not going to stop going. Yeah, exactly. Well, I noticed you, you guys always get dinner before, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm hungry too. I don't. Yeah. I'm not yeah, really hungry at, at, at recording. I, I can't think if I'm hungry. No, and I, I so I I, uh, I went to the worst Chipotle ever, which is the same one I went to, yeah. Boulevard Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, lines to the door. Um, that's always my luck at Chipotle, and I watched a family <laughs> of like seven. Commit every un, unwritten. It's these are it's unwritten rules within the unwritten rule. Right. But we're talking about. I think we're talking about two different things. We're talking about like what's generally acceptable versus like what is like you know that you're taking advantage of something here. Right. They did the bowls. They did seven bowls. <laughs> no extra. Nothing extra. No extra meat, but extra everything else. Extra rice. Extra beans. Extra all the sides. They got extra on on the bowls. They got sides of the stuff they can get extra of. They got extra bowls of just rice and beans, and then they got all the tortillas on the side too. And they got extra sour cream, extra tomato. Getting extra bowls of just rice and beans is a wild move. Yeah, and you don't get charged for it. They just charge really? you for your original bowl, just like they don't charge you for the extra tortillas. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's what they took advantage of every unwritten thing you can do at Chipotle. But it's an absolute sleaze bag move. Yeah, that's Whoa. a little bit much. Seems like a genius move. I think it. No, because <laughs> you screwed up. Un- well, yeah, okay. The fact that there's nonsense. like the fact that there's like seven of them that all are just in a row firing yeah, these off. Yeah, a little that. bit much, but. But your average Chipotle customer, you walk in. I think it's complete ah. BS. Although I understand oh. why it's being done, as if you wouldn't. I wouldn't. I've never done it. I had a guy who had a white collar job I used to work with, and he did it. And I, I shamed him every single time. I said, "This is unbelievable." That's like, white collar shame. You should feel ashamed of yourself. It's like <laughs> you, have, yeah. you have plenty of money to pay your seven twenty five for your standard Chipotle. You don't need an extra meal out of it. I do. I will say I do. When I go, I get you both beans. Me. 
I, I, no, I don't disagree That's with you. That's all in one bowl. I think, yeah, getting the second bowl is is taking that to the extreme. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's a bit much, but I, I get like I get both beans, and you get that's full fine. scoops of both beans. That's yeah, fine. I, I do half chicken, half steak, because they generally give you at least three-fourths of a scoop. You get a little bit more. I don't even mind people asking for one tortilla on the side so they can build their own burrito. I do that sometimes. Yeah, Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so what about like... They did everything possible to maximize how much, but but only paid for half. They probably officially paid for half. (laughs) I think that's wrong. (laughs) That is insane. All right. Well, okay. How about we go like uh, and rant? That was great. That was uh, sounds like a dramatic experience. It had dramatic to suck. Or dramatic. How about both? Both. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're just like you got out of there alive. What are what are like the unwritten rules, or I guess you could even just call it like hacks of Chipotle. That's what things you got at the bottom. Well, well yeah, but like things that you do because you apparently don't break those rules. I, what well, would you one, do? At like my biggest hack is getting the the two both types of beans. I also used to get tacos, and uh, a lot of people were pissed at me for getting tacos, saying I was doing it all wrong. Um, I admit that it's, like, a little less food, but first of all, you get way more ratio of sour cream to to other food, which is delightful. (laughs) And then the other thing is, too, is they usually – you get more meat. Like, you get less of, like, the beans and the rice and whatnot, but you do get more meat because they scoop with one scoop, and then by the time they finish both, they get done with it after two tacos. Yeah. Because they never portion out the first one, right? And then they have to do another little half scoop for your third one, which is a nice little bump. But you do end up getting, like, less overall food. Yeah. I've got a couple. Okay. First of all, I love the tacos. They're really good. You do get, quote, unquote, less food, but screw it. They're delicious. They're really and then good. And I like the way it all is made. It's nice. It's a nice, you know, I don't know. Every bite tastes better. For some reason, it's a better <laughs> ratio bite. to bite than, like, the burrito is. Yeah. It's way better. Like, everything's all right there. So... Some of the hacks are – it's literally – a co- if it's busy, it's a coin toss if you ask for double meat if they charge you for it. Yes. It's a coin toss. That's well, it's yeah, a 50-50 right. chance that you don't get charged. So that's one of the hacks. Just know that going in, especially if someone forgets or like you can tell there's a middleman who's yeah. not tossing that extra thing. Hasn't paid attention. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's one. Okay. Andy swears by this. I'm not a big fan. The half, the half and half meat, half chicken, half steak. He thinks you usually get a double portion when you do that. Anyway. Yeah, I think you get like one and a half. You get a little more. For you guys sure. buy into that? I buy into that. Yeah, I think there's. Something I subscribe. To that. Yeah. I also. You can. Sorry, go ahead, Doug. No, I was gonna plug a good friend and roommate, Mike Lee. This is one of his secret tips. When you're going double meat, <laughs> this is a wild. you. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Genius move. Uh, you don't tell them you want double until they've finished. Or when they're pouring in that first scoop, because oh, at that point, I was going to talk they, about this yeah, one. They have established what a scoop is, yeah, uh-huh. and you say, "I want double, I want two. So you have to give me double what that was, uh-huh. right? So then you get a true, because you know, if you tell them, "Yeah, I'll do double meat," then they're going to skimp on those two normal scoops. Yeah, it's always so. And Mike they Lee, usually do agree completely. Yes. A lot of times, I they, wait until they've moved the bowl. Oh wait! Oh, wait, 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 bring it back. Yeah, bring it back. Tom, wait, check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna go double. Yeah, Tom, they've got his card. I just once they've done their their standard serving of chicken, then I'm like, hey, I'll actually do double there. Yeah, yeah, that's great because they usually actually do give you more than a scoop if you're just doing single. Like they, generally speaking, Chipotle employees are like they're they're not skimping you too bad. What one of my hacks actually is like if you don't want to go full double and like explode. If you get – if they do their normal chicken thing and then you go, hey, can I get a little bit more chicken? 
they'll do like another half scoop and then you'll get you. They usually will. You're right. Yeah, catch get a little more. Occasionally they'll they'll do the they'll look at you and they go, "Actually, sir, if I was to give you any more, I'm gonna need to charge you double." Yeah, and they and grab then a I erupt cup inside, thing. and I don't I don't freak out at them. I erupt inside, <laughs> yeah. and you say, "You know what? Just throw it away. I'm not hungry." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's a great. Do you guys do uh, like a hot salsa? Yeah, I'm yes. not really big hot. hot I go, salsa. I go a little hot, a little hot, I and then they just blather it on. <laughs> I like go hot, <laughs> I go hot and the tomato. And, oh, you got to get corn. I get corn. I get corn. Well. Corn, yeah, sorry, I get corn, corn, and then sometimes I'll do the green one. So, ooh, what's that? Like it's, it's like medium. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. The, the biggest hack is, and I don't do it because I just, I'm just, I don't, I'm not abide by it. You guys got to understand, everything besides the meat and the guac is, is as much as you want, yeah. no charge. Yeah. So the cheese, the tomatoes, the, the, the you extra can, rice, extra beans. You can make yourself, like, as many bean burritos as you want once you get a... Uh, Essentially, once you buy a meat. <laughs> Buying a meat is like a token to get whatever else you want. I don't know why. One burrito with meat on it entitles you to as much other stuff as you want. Have you seen? I've seen people just get bean burritos, too. Yeah. Which is a wild move, but like should be free technically. Though, yeah, right? technically that's just free. <laughs> I don't know. Paying for that that cardboard bowl. Okay, I got two here. I got one. Uh, if you're getting guac, and I'm a big bowl guy, so I you know I usually get the guac because it's pretty good. Everybody likes guac. Uh, I it's got to get it on the side because when they put that in put your bowl, on, and it's, just, it's one huge glob in one spot. It, it yeah. never mixes. You can't mix it well. No, so get that on the side. Get your fork and every bite, just get a little bit of that guac on there and then start digging in. So it's a great idea. idea. Yeah. I yes. honestly, I love guac. I never get guac on my bowl because of that very reason. Because yes. yeah. I like I to shake my bowl up. Yeah, and, and then I get guac. It doesn't shake. I got I got shamed for exactly what you just said. Where like I was like, you never it never gets in there right. And my brother got he's like that's now that's no excuse not to get guac. And I was like I don't know it just kind of bugs me. Like I've just kind of got pissed at the chipotle guac and I just haven't been back. I feel like yeah. I've tried try the little side dish. I like that. That's your second one. Done. Okay, this is my biggest one, and this one I've been fortunate enough for it to happen a few times. Um, first time coincidentally, and you guys might know this too. But when you go up there, if they don't have the meat that you want. And they say, okay, sorry, sir. It's going to be like, yeah, I want chicken. It's going to be five minutes. Okay, that's fine. And you stand there and you wait and it takes a while and people are passing you. Free? Then they, yes. Then they will either ask you or if you just say, you know what? I'll just do the steak today. Are you sure? Yeah, it's fine. Just do the steak. And then they do the little whisper to the manager like, oh, yeah, this make this one free. Make this one free. Every time. It's happened to me like three times. Yes. Wow. The first time was it like coincidence. Ev- like literally they didn't have my food. Ev- so, so I'm going to so, push back anyone. Okay. Come it's because you got the drone face. <laughs> you do. Nice guy. Because I've had that happen to me. Yeah. I've had that happen to me. I've okay. gotten it free before too. But they don't, I don't think they ask you. I think you got to ask. Like, hey, listen. Is this well, I think they've I think they've lightened up on that because if you go up there and you're like scheming, okay, what are they out of right now? Yeah. Oh, they're out of carnitas. Like, no, yeah, I want a carnitas that. bowl. No, I know, but I'm just saying this is a hack. If you want a free bowl, you can take your shot. It doesn't always work, but sometimes you give it a go and you might have a tonight. Free they were out of chicken, and I was like, yeah, no, I'll just do. I was like, how long will it take? You like five minutes. I was like, I'll just do steak. Do you get free? 
No. See, you got to stand there and wait for like three minutes and then be like, you know what? I'll do the steak. And then they feel bad. I like uh, that's a, that's a different, I've never done that. Wow. See, that's looking, see what we've that's been doing is we've been, we've been getting tricked by the drone face. <laughs> yeah. Not thinking he's scheming over there. <laughs> wow. That's a hell of a move. Yeah. No, so no, I just want to finish that thought. I've never done it that way, Doug. Tonight, I think that they felt bad for me for having to wait behind that family and have they felt up for everyone. And I got double what they didn't charge me for. Yeah. And the woman had the red thing next to my bowl and she threw it aside. She was like, no, she, she knew. Yeah, well, based on she your story, the too, they yeah. completely skimped the entire store out of resources. So, like, they couldn't afford to just let you have a free one. So, yeah, probably so not. Probably yeah. a good point. Uh, overs of the week. Um, I'm going to, I'll start us off here. I'm going to go New York and Dallas. Eli's in back. New York. Eli's back over 41 and a half. Eli's back. McAdoo's out. Eli's going to throw for like seven touchdowns and 500 yards. I am um, incredible. I'm going to go. I, I looked at this earlier. I was, I'm going to go Seahawks Jags. I'm going to stick with what I was going to take. I'm, I'm very tempted to go Philly Rams, but I'm hoping for a big Rams blowout. In yeah. Philadelphia. It's like no points. For Philly. <laughs> and I think that the Legion of boom is done. So I'm going over on the, on the Hawks and the Jags. That'll, over 39 and a half for anyone who is interested. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'm heading Philly. out to LA for Mr. Philip Rivers, Red Hot Chargers. Oh, gosh. Uh, Redskins. I love Philly Dilly. Yeah, he's, they're back. Redskins at Chargers. It's at 46 right now. I don't think I've picked either of these teams this year, so I'm kind of feeling it out now. I, I like that. Hammer. And then, uh, if you're interested, the Nerds got uh, uh, Houston and San Francisco as a 67% uh, over probability. They've got it at 45 when the Vegas total is 43. So uh, if you're interested in, in following our CEOs into the, the depths of hell. Yeah, and they also have um, Arizona at Tennessee. Or nope, sorry, Tennessee at Arizona. They give that one a 65% chance, and their over is 48.6 versus Vegas is 44. So they really like that one too. So. Couple of, couple, some free money. I'm, I'm thinking I might be coming at uh, see, coming at their throat with my man versus model. I think CEO Mark. I, I gotta Come say, I, I think that top the top over probability is, is definitely being influenced by the uh, the feeling that I have that Jimmy Garoppolo is a huge Mark guy. Yeah, that's probably possible. <laughs> Big you Mark can, Richards. Mark guy. has his own like. He's got his guys. Yeah, he's got his own, and he like stars them when they run through the models, yeah, uh-huh. and they come out like ten points higher. Yeah. I don't. I don't just. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't doubt that at all. All right. Anything else? That's it. That's all right. That's it. all we got. Hi, right, everybody. Have a good week and skull and uh, hammer that over.